good to me. Okay, people, listen. RX Radio. Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe on RX Radio and I am crystal excited because I'm already chatting with my guests and it's like we've known each other forever. Now, my guest today is the founder and CEO of Hope Health Healing, an initiative promoting holistic health and healing. She's a medical doctor practicing as a specialist, family physician, public health specialist and expert in holistic health and healing. She's married with three lovely children. I have Dr. Lillian Nabukera Kalisa joining me on the Groove Cafe today. Hello, how Hello. are you? Hello, Crystal. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am good. It's lovely to have you. It's an honor. Mm. Like the excitement is all over the place. So <laughs> nice to meet you. I feel I've known you for, oh. for some time. That's what girls do. <laughs> okay. We meet and we just get and then with we each just, other. Mm-hmm, we yeah, pick up so from nice there. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet and it's you And it's an too. honor to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Happy New Year to Happy you. Happy New Year to you too. Uh-huh. How's yeah. the family? Family is great. Mm-hmm. They're doing well. A job in itself, but a nice job. Being a mom and Yay. a wife is, is no joke. Oh my God, it's a job. <laughs> but it's a nice job. It's the nice version of we, work. We talk about professionally how you have a calling. But man, being a mom it's right the there. It's the first calling. It is the yes, first calling. it is. It is something. But it's good. They're fine and they're well. And you have a little one. A yes. baby under one. And the one, nine oh months. Okay. She met nine months last week. Okay, yes. how is that? Are we sleeping? Um, yes, we are. Mm-hmm. I, I trained her in a pattern of sleeping mm-hmm. and it works. So ah, while you're the people journey. who make the rest of us look bad. Yes. <laughs> no, it's for my sanity. Really, it was for my sanity. Yeah, I can imagine. So through that, I've gotten a bond and a relationship with her, mm-hmm. even at nine months. Mm-hmm. So she's good. She's good. Yeah, she's okay. made motherhood a bit Easier, not too bad. Oh, wow. Yes. So she's also a peaceful baby then. Yes, she is. She actually is. Although the, the nanny was telling me she's getting naughty because mm-hmm. of her siblings. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> and also she has to assert her independence. Yes. You see, I'm a mom of three. So when we start talking about her children. Exactly. Huh? The topic might be about children. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, that's nice. part of You've it, right? Three. Yes. Okay, okay so Dr. Lillian, yeah. uh, are you Ugandan? I always start there. Tell me about you, where you were born and where you grew up. Okay, yes, I'm Ugandan, mm-hmm. Muganda, hence mm-hmm. the Nabukera name. Mm-hmm. I was born in Entebbe, okay. raised in Entebbe. Entebbe is like the best place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh-huh. I, I grew up in a family of five girls. Mm-hmm. I'm the fifth of five. Oh, you're the baby. I'm the baby okay. of the family. Any other doctors in the family? No. Okay. No, my mom is a nurse. Okay. So hence the influence for medical so practice. So she wanted you to be a doctor? Yes, she did. Okay. Yes, she did. All right. I didn't, but she did. So eventually <laughs> it worked out well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, That's a yeah. lot of influence if you yeah. didn't want to be a doctor. <laughs> it worked out well. Okay. And you yes. grew up in Entebbe. Yes, Beautiful, peaceful town. Very beautiful. Very nice. I was there two days ago and I was like, I really need to be back in Entebbe. Mm, I'm guessing eventually if, you'll find so. your I way back. I think so. I think so. They say when you focus positivity on something you draw it to yourself so, mm-hmm. yeah so tell me um as a doctor you said in the beginning you didn't want to be a doctor when you were in school what is it you wanted to do i wanted to do architecture oh because my father god rest his soul in peace mm-hmm. um hence the story of h3 um was a civil engineer and he did a lot of um 
plans and you know the construction stuff mm-hmm. so because I was very close to him I was drawn to that uh-huh. and I knew I wanted to be an architect okay. architect architect until towards the end when I was in senior 4 mm. my parents were like eh but we don't have a doctor who will take care of us when we age Wow. Don't you think that you yeah, know that's you a heavy conversation for yes, a teenager? Yes, isn't it? I was confused. I was like, okay, I didn't see this coming. Mm-hmm. And I was so confused, but my parents were so kind, so loving and so warm mm. that they gave me time to think about it. I said, no, we are not forcing it, but think about it. Okay. It would be nice to have someone to take care of us. So they let me go to school and think about it. Mm-hmm. And in two terms I thought about it. Okay. Yeah, and somehow I confirmed that I wanted to be a doctor. One of my friends got sick at school and I went all out, all out. <laughs> and the comment was like, I think you're meant for Uh, sciences i think you're meant for medical work i think my friends kept her farming it oh, so everything like, was kind okay. of falling into yes, place yes so that's uh-huh. how it ended then i was like okay i have my confirmation mm-hmm. but you know it's beautiful to have a doctor in the family yes. i will say because even if you go and you you know you get that first opinion you know people say always get a second opinion yes you yes. have your person yes, yes. you always <laughs> you can have run your person that you can run yeah okay. for sure so that's how it worked out okay so yeah. your father passed on oh yes he did okay Yes, it is. And your mom? My mom is there, mm-hmm. nice and well, mm-hmm. enjoying her grandchildren. Enjoying her grandchildren, of course, missing her husband. They were such good friends. Okay. But she's well. She's in Entebbe. Okay. Yes. So still in Entebbe. Still in Entebbe. <laughs> yes. And I can really see you going back eventually, depending I, on the what the family decides. Of course, Entebbe. your husband, of course. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. we're in Kampala for work. Mm-hmm. He's also raised in Entebbe, by the way. Oh, yes, he grew up at, so basically we are Entebbe people. <laughs> I'm speaking for Entebas that was paid to speak for. <laughs> yeah, no, nearly yeah. everyone I know had such a beautiful experience who grew up in Entebbe. In Entebbe. They had such a beautiful yes, experience. Yes, so a lot of us is in Entebbe really mm-hmm. my husband and I. Okay. Yeah. So things started, you know, coming together. Your mm-hmm. friends were like this is what you should do yes, and then yes. you decided to yes. be a doctor. Yes. So that means going into A levels and you're like okay, focus. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, it was and it wasn't easy because I wasn't good at biology. Oh. Interestingly. So my strong points were math Mm-hmm. and art okay and physics all the numbers were my strong points mm-hmm. and doctors are not usually good at numbers mm-hmm. so i did struggle to get the combination into a level because i i got 3 in biology i did better in the maths mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was difficult to convince the school that i needed to do medicine because you need biology for medicine okay which school was that this? was namagunga, namagunga. mount st mary's namagunga so you managed convince them how yes, did you I do did that with the help of my father uh. my lovely father so he came and we talked to sister Kefas mm-hmm. and and he convinced them she will make it she will do it okay. and i did mm-hmm. otherwise the combination i was given i think was pem mm-hmm. or pcm something that ah. didn't have biology in it yes, yes yes okay that's understandable yeah so somehow we they trusted and said okay give it a try and i did it mm-hmm. were you yeah. in namagunga all through yes i was okay. for six years all right and for two years in p6 and p7 oh. primary Oh. So that's like eight years on that hill. Were you in boarding school in P6? In P6 and P7, yes, ah, I was. Okay. Yeah, so that's how I 
did my journey. So I'm sure it's had a lot of influence on you. The people you met, the friends you made. Yes, Mm -hmm. very much. I was speaking to a friend of mine yesterday or two days ago. And I said, I think I am what I am because of Namagunga. Probably Mm. 70% or 60, yeah. Okay. So it was amazing there. Oh, that's good. Yes. So, medicine. Yes. Where did we go for that? That was in Barra University. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so that was in Barra University. Maybe I should have mentioned... While I was in Namagunga, I was the head prefect. Oh. So that's how significant the school is <laughs> in my life. So many times, while I was the last born, mm-hmm. I got to lead a school. Yeah, leadership started then. Yes, exactly. And grooming me into something that I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a, a significant one in my life. Mm-hmm. So we go to medical school in Barara. That was my second choice. Mm-hmm. I was so sad to go to my- <laughs> Oh, why? I was so sad. Why to leave went, town and go so far I, away? I was, uh, my first choice was Makere. Mm-hmm. And all my friends were going to Makere. Everyone oh. I knew was going to Makere. Okay. So were like three going to Mbarra and mm-hmm. those were not my close friends. So it was sad. Well, that's one of the first lessons in life yeah. that your path is your path. That your right? path is your path. And I can tell you, Crystal, I don't regret it mm-hmm. one bit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God knew. He said, no, Lillian, yours is Mbarra. Okay. So I did Mbarra for five years. For five years. Yeah, then I did internship mm-hmm. at, at Mulago. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started my journey out of Mbarra. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that to be a doctor, you have to put in all those years you know the degrees are like three years but to be a doctor and eventually to even go on and specialize you have to even when you finish internship it's not enough Mm -hmm. you still have to do something you have to work a bit and then see which field am I going then you study Mm -hmm. yeah and you never stop learning right not at all (laughs) not at all you do not stop learning I also think that means you have to be very open-minded because because you're constantly learning um, yes. You have to, you know, keep adjusting your thinking as well and yes. what you previously yes. thought you knew, right? Very much. And if you do not, mm-hmm. you're thinking 10, 15 years ago and mm-hmm. things are changing every day. Mm-hmm. So you are challenged to study and learn and go out of the box. Mm-hmm. And like I say, holistic health is not in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. so that has been quite... And the beauty about Mbarara is we did a different kind of medicine in that it was community medicine. So we were early on exposed to doing medicine out of the hospital. Right, I didn't know that. Yeah, so we did a lot of communities, going out in the rural communities, um, psychiatry in the communities, Mm -hmm. public health in the communities. So there was a lot of exposure for me in community work. Mm -hmm. So that meant I wasn't stuck in the hospital. Okay, so that also explains your public health uh, work as well. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Exactly, yeah. My mom also was a public health nurse. Okay. So most of the trip she went for, she went with me. And because I was in Barra and we're already doing community work Mm. it worked out well Mm. yeah it's like a jigsaw puzzle and pieces are just telling you when god has your life he just sorts out every detail (laughs) okay yes so the decision to you know eventually become a family physician yes Mm -hmm. how did that come together um that was in 2014 so when i did medicine and went into public health i Mm -hmm. mostly practiced at idi infectious diseases Mm. so while i was there i felt while i worked there for a while I didn't like um, the hospital setting because of my experience in Molago Hospital. What happened? So my it was uh, well not for any reasons. Let me say it was um, you know it was quite a hard one. It was sombering. It was um, 
very emotional uh, mm. a, a journey because of the dire poverty mm. of I've learned all this medicine but I can't apply it okay because of limited resources oh, so you go and so begin you can really help so many people and then and then i can't yeah and then when i go to the cancer institute the death rate at that time was really high mm-hmm. acute care unit was really high things are better mm-hmm. a lot of work but that time it was i was like no no i'm not meant for clinical really work depressing. no it was depressing for mm-hmm. sure so hence me going into public health mm-hmm. and so i practiced i did a masters in public uh-huh. health i joined idi worked for a while but while i was on my journey in public health mm-hmm. i missed my patients okay interestingly i missed i felt no i need patients i need to see people i'm called to be a doctor mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. hence me thinking what is it that i can do that will link public health to clinical work. Okay. And that one thing is family medicine. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about it but because I like reading and researching and getting to learn, mm-hmm. I found that there was something called family medicine. So it was just your research, it's not like you met anyone no. doing that. No, it was just my research, one thing leading to the other. I first read about it in the UK mm-hmm. and I realized it's what runs the UK system, so I wanted to go to the UK. Oh. Then when I looked more I said no but it's done in Uganda and I didn't know mm-hmm. hence me saying no I would rather do the Ugandan option okay and that's how I came to the department in mm-hmm. in Makere okay yes and I did family medicine and it was it was like a game changer for me so because um it brings out what I said community mm-hmm. work so it taught me while I love my patients and I love public health This is a discipline that brings me closer to the patient in their context. Mm-hmm. So okay? is it down to the family unit or yes, the family unit the, in community? Exactly, uh-huh. in the community. So the best example I give is those doctors we grew up going to, your mother, your father, you, your child had one doctor mm-hmm. that you went to yes, and that was all the doctor of you. serving that area where you're you're going. Yeah, that's the actual mm-hmm. definition. Okay, practicing does that mean you've been posted in different areas around Uganda? Yes, I have. Uh-huh. So we train in Mm-hmm. So Toro was my rural setting okay. that I was posted to uh-huh. and then on my own initiative I've done Barara a little bit and then in Kampala I've mm-hmm. gone to a few communities that mm-hmm. are not necessarily hospital setting mm-hmm. things like hospice um, is an opportunity to do community work and things like that. Now when you talk about like a family doctor I do remember that and yeah. then it was someone who actually knew the family's history. Yes. So there was a lot more to it rather than now people go to this clinic to that yes. hospital to yes. the other place yes. and they don't build up that history. Yes. And many times we forget that's so important especially when it comes to children exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah like we've known this from the time yes. they were a baby yes. you can trace back that medical history. Exactly. And it's very important mm-hmm. and the best example I remember my lecturers God bless them they were just so amazing the example they taught us about understanding family medicine is when you have an askari mm-hmm. who works a night job and they keep coming back to you with malaria mm-hmm. and you keep giving them medication you keep giving them anti malarials to treat them Three months they come back mm-hmm. you haven't sat in their context to see that he's an askari who spends the night outside True. However much medication you he's, give them. He's exposed all the time. Yeah. So family practice teaches me to treat you in your context. Mm-hmm. To manage you in your context, you know. You could be, uh, you know, crystal and maybe your work is stressing. Mm-hmm. And you keep coming to the hospital with different symptoms. And I'm treating the symptoms, symptoms, symptoms. 
I never sit down to ask Crystal, tell me about your day. Tell mm-hmm. me about what you do from morning to evening so that I treat you in the context of who you are. Mm-hmm. How many children do you have? You know, something like that. So I could it's a go little more personal, the interface. Yes, it's uh-huh. a, a building a doctor-patient relationship. Mm-hmm that lasts okay so this one doctor will also be the one to connect you to the other specialist uh-huh. to refer you so you don't have to run around with your referral note they've told me to look for a cardiologist where am I finding them <laughs> so a family physician will tell you no go to this cardiologist I call the cardiologist tell them I'm sending Crystal mm-hmm. Crystal comes you work on them the cardiologist gives me the feedback uh-huh. because Crystal is coming back to me yes, yes that's, I, I, that's I love that model I yeah. wish we could go back to I that wish, model I wish <laughs> honestly wish but we will get there mm-hmm. the numbers are growing we are because one few. of the things that scares me again is how medical history you know families don't have their medical history and you find their issues that come up later and you ask someone do you have anyone in your family with this that the other no one can really tell you Mm -hmm. yes so that's it you got it so Mm -hmm. that's it and and i hope we'll get there because if our health system is based on that Mm -hmm. it makes disease outcomes much better right disease processes more manageable Mm -hmm. and better basically results from treatment yeah okay so tell me about your practice as a family physician, mm-hmm. okay, I practice at the surgery hospital mm-hmm. in Aguru. That's yes. where I offer my clinical work. And the surgery is one of the family practices we have in Kampala, mm-hmm. where we actually do community work. We often do home visits and our patients are known. Like we know their history, we know their families, <laughs> we know their mm-hmm. the same definition. Yeah, so I practice there. But other than that, my life has led me into an initiative mm-hmm. that supports women. I should say that at the surgery, I do a lot of women's health. Okay. Mm-hmm. And women's health is not just obstetrics and gynecology, but it's just managing women mm-hmm. and all our issues. All our issues. To bottom, <laughs> yes. So like why we have very many. No, 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 that's not <laughs> <laughs> no, but by the way, it ends up, I found through my research and reading and my work that we have many, mm-hmm. we just don't get to talk about them. We don't get to talk about them. Yes. We push them aside. We push them aside we and say we are Climb fine. over them. And say, I got this, I got this. I have to fight it out. And mm-hmm. then those issues are the ones that affect our well-being. Mm-hmm. Hence my Hope Health Healing program. Okay. You, so, you said H3 earlier yes, on. I was H3. like, ah. So that's it, H3. So uh-huh. H3 is Hope Health and healing. How did that start? So H3 started when I lost my father. Okay. So that was 2020. Um, My father and I were really, really close. He's close to all of us, the five girls, Mm -hmm. in different ways. Mm -hmm. But for me, it just threw me off balance. It just, it seemed like he was holding my life together. Mm. My work, on a work day, I call him, dad. uh," Then he would always tell you, you're the best. They're waiting for you. The patients are waiting for you. They're lucky to have you. Dad was special. Mm -hmm. And then um, the best example I can give is I always related my love for God to the love for my father. Mm-hmm. So I kept saying, if God loves me the way my dad loves me, mm-hmm. then he's a good God. <laughs> I say, yeah, then oh, he's that's God. Beautiful. Yeah, so mm-hmm. dad was that special. So, anyways, um, without seeing it coming, I lost him in tw- we lost him in 2020. And while I was in the process, it threw me off balance. I mm-hmm. got destroyed. My work, my family, my marriage, everything around me failed like literally Mm. and then as i found healing i'm cutting the story short but it happened in a long time Mm -hmm. as i tried to find answers i realized that when you say everything came to a stop like you did not have the energy for anything yes yes, i didn't have the energy everything around me reminded me of him 
Mm. Even just going to work. Why? Because it was so much in my life. Yes. So even my marriage, like uh, me getting married to my husband, I love and honor my husband. But it's that that enabled it to work out the way it worked out by allowing us to get married. Mm. You know, his consent at the end of the day. My children, he would always check on us. If one of them was sick, he found a way to come. So he was really in my life. So meaning everything reminded me of him. Mm-hmm. When I get to work, he's the first person I'd call in the morning. So I'm not calling him. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it was mm-hmm. a tough one, really yes. tough. Yes. So I found out that because he loved, mm. and he loved everyone, that is why dad is remembered because he loved everyone says he gave us time he was present mm. because of that i realized that was his purpose yeah. while he might not have been the most wealthy or the most remembered his big purpose was to love and teach us to love then mm. i asked myself what's my purpose so you started questioning yeah i said question mm-hmm. okay that was for dad and then i read a book I've never read that book and yet it's always been their purpose driven life somehow mm. I was led to read it. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that got me to question what's my purpose. Dad lived his purpose, I need to let him enjoy his father in heaven. Mm-hmm. What's mine? Mm. So then I started to ask those questions. So in the process of trying to find the recovery, I found that I need hope. Anything that I would cling on if Christo said something, I hold on to it. <laughs> If someone said something on radio I hold on to it. If someone said something on YouTube I hold on to it mm. as my opportunity for hope. Okay. So I found that I needed that positivity to keep me going to get my life together because my family was starting to struggle, my work was starting to struggle, so I needed to get myself together. Mm-hmm. And in the process I started to say what are those things that I did that defined Lillian? Mhm. So I realized when I was a child in Entebbe, I used to ride my bicycle. Yeah. And I asked, why did I stop riding? <laughs> the things women stopped doing. Why did Thank I stop you. riding? Because now because you now are a mother. Because now I mother, wife, what mm-hmm. you stop doing? So I started riding again. I went, bought myself my bike and rode. Mm-hmm. So while I rode, I realized my mind started to open. Because when you exercise, your body, your nerves, your energies mm-hmm. naturally So I said to feel better. I said to find healing. Good. I said yes. to feel good. I said to look forward mm-hmm. to the next day. I love swimming. I said to swim more intentionally like every day I would have to go and swim mm. just so that I'm in a better version to look after my family. Mm-hmm. So do you see where we're going yes. so from hope? I started to heal. Yes. So I decided to heal and in the process of healing I'm doing health. I'm exercising. I'm trying to eat better eat maybe not but deliberately doing yes. these things. Hence me saying, you know what? I think another woman that is struggling like me will need to hear this. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started Hope Health Healing. Okay. As an initiative to support women even as I've seen in my workplace, most of the issues we have as women and research has shown 80% come from a place of stress. Yes. infertility fibroids UTIs you name it mm-hmm. after we've done the history and I'm talking to my patients and let's say I don't find a cause 
I slow down and I ask, what was going on in your life at this time? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, Crystal, it's the same story. No, no. <laughs> the same story. Okay, and we all yeah. think we're dealing with different things. Yeah, it's the same story. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a place of stress that causes disease in our bodies. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I could talk on and on and on about this. But in a nutshell, science shows that when you're stressed, you release cortisol, mm-hmm. which is the number one stress mm-hmm. hormone. And our natural hormones, especially as women, act in opposition to cortisol. Uh-huh. So every time cortisol is high, mm-hmm. the good hormones go down. Go like down. they're protecting themselves. Oh, I was hearing that, you know, I think in the morning you have the highest levels yes. of cortisol, yes. which is why it's yes. very good to kind of like ground yourself, have a peaceful down. morning, exactly. whether it's workout. Exactly. Uh-huh. exactly. So that's how I got to that journey. So it started with you personally. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And your healing. So. And my healing And process. dealing with your grief. A lot of people that think, you know, with grief you just need to move on you know yeah it happened sorry and then move on and no no no, not at all crystal Mm -hmm. i promised myself i'll write a book about that one because Mm -hmm. yeah it was big that one was really big but i'm I'm grateful to god Mm -hmm. with the support of my husband and my family we've been able to reach this far now i speak for women okay yes (laughs) yes so how can someone find out more how can someone benefit what do they need to do because like you said i mean i mean stress is killing people in the world oh yes it is basically a killer disease on its own right because it leads to everything else yes absolutely Mm -hmm. so um maybe i should have mentioned to get to what you're saying um in the hope health healing initiative Mm -hmm. there's um the mantra that I use mm-hmm. is the definition of WHO. Okay. Of health. The All definition right. of health by WHO. It's that health is not just not having a disease, mm-hmm. but it's a state of complete emotional, physical, and social well-being. Uh-huh. So while I teach health, I'm teaching you to be well mentally mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. That's emotionally and then physically, mm-hmm. but then to get emotional healing, you need the physical. Yes. Like so you me, need the healthy habits. Yes, you need the healthy habits. I had to step out, ride my bike, swim <laughs> for my mind to start healing. Yes. And then we need the social well-being. Mm-hmm. You cannot give your family the best version of you when you're not healed. True. Hence me having to find my healing. Mm-hmm. So in that process, I've started to speak out. So I do, um, I have a website. Mm-hmm. So people can find details on my website. That is Hope Health Healing. Um, www.hopehealthhealing.ug .ug okay. .ug mm-hmm. and then I'm on Instagram Facebook you have a podcast as well I have a podcast uh-huh. okay thank you for reminding me I tell me about the podcast so the podcast was still my way of healing mm-hmm. to teach the things I have done mm-hmm. so I just go there and talk it out okay. I don't even have experience in podcasting I said I have a phone I have a voice. People will always a- <laughs> connect with you if you yeah. are real, if you are genuine and yes. you're speaking from a genuine place. Oh, That's yes. all that matters, oh, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Hence, hence so, me so you just started. Care. So I just started. <laughs> I just started. Well, I must give credit to um, Patrice Washington. Mm-hmm. She's um, one of the coaches whose programs I attended in the U.S. I didn't attend in the U.S. I attended uh, virtually yes, yes. through my healing process. Uh-huh. I must credit her. Because while I was finding healing, I needed to invest in myself. Mm-hmm. One of the ways to self-love is you have to invest in yourself. Mm. So I started to look for who is making me better. So Patrice, on one of the days I was riding my bike and listening to a YouTube channel, I found her. 
Okay. Just like that. So Patrice program enabled me to command the stage. Mm-hmm. It enabled me to use my voice to influence. Yeah. So my assignment in that course was to do something I'm more comfortable with but to use my voice. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't yet comfortable video and showing my face because I'm a very private person. <laughs> yes, yes. So I said, "Okay, I can use my voice." So mm-hmm. that's how it all started. Then I started to send small audios before i knew it it was a podcast i know yeah <laughs> and yeah. you've been called to speak a lot more about yes, it I have. as well yes mm-hmm. i have i've talked in g4g mm-hmm. i've organized women's events where i'm talking where i'm speaking um i've joined uh, most of the women initiatives just excite me when i hear women are meeting i go and i want <laughs> to speak um the women's getaway i've been a part of yes. using my voice to influence and speak to women's health It's amazing how you took the time to heal. Yes. To grow. Yes. I guess to find joy again. Yes. And it has opened all these different doors. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that encourages us as women that God has got us. Everything you go through at that time it's really really tough and you're wondering where is this going. Mm-hmm. But at that time you don't see it, but when you do the work, you will see it. Oh, you, you see go. it. Yeah, oh. so so it's been amazing and, and and I'm so really honored to be chosen by God or to be the person that will teach that health is not mere absence of disease that each I'm one so of us. I'm so happy that we are learning that and this message needs to be reinforced yes, again and again and again. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So that yeah that we can be healthy. You might have your hypertension diagnosis or diabetes or whatever mm-hmm. but still be healthy. Yeah. Meaning your mind your body and your social well-being are in the right places. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell us about social well-being as we wrap up when you say social well-being. Okay. Mm-hmm. So social I'm talking about everything that's minus you. Okay. So that's your environment, uh-huh. that's your surroundings, means your family as well. Uh-huh. So first is your family. Then your environment, the non-living things around you, that's your spaces, your car, your house, mm. your your finances, everything that's not physical. Mm. Sorry, that's not life. That's not And life. then it mm. also involves the vertical relationship we have with the maker. Uh-huh. That's very important. Mm-hmm. So whichever way you associate, you need that being, mm-hmm. whichever one it is, to have a relationship. Spiritual health as exactly, well. Exactly, spiritual health. So okay. that's what social well-being has. Okay. Well, Dr. Yeah. Lillian, thank you so much for coming. It was wonderful having honor. you. It's an honor to and be here. And thank you here. for sharing, you know, what you've learned. It came from a place of pain. Yes. But now you're giving back to so many other people yes. because of your journey. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm honored. It's scary sometimes, but I'm I'm glad to be a voice to others. And thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for being amazing. <laughs> I have a gift for you. Oh. And, and Titus, because um, in healing, mm. one of the best things you can do is one, gratitude, but also giving. When you give, you heal. So I carried something oh, for you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So you're very welcome. I'm honored. Well, be blessed, my yes. dear. And thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you so much. And it's a pleasure. Groove Cafe.